everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Ovum. This month, May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. And in order for us to celebrate that, today I have got a very special guest. I regard her as one of my big sisters. Her name is Tafadzwa Mugazambi Meki. She is an amazing woman, and I'm going to let her take it away, and she's going to tell us a bit about herself. But I just thought that I should give you this introduction so that you know that this episode is very close to my heart. So, Tafadzwa, please tell us a little, about, little bit about yourself. Thank you. Well, um, gosh, and I, I always struggle with a little bit about myself because there's like so much. So I don't know what to say and what to leave out. But since we are talking about mental health, I'm going to try and minimize the introduction to a mental health sort of introduction. Okay, my name is Tafadzwa Mugaza Mbimeki. Um, I say that because I have two identities. A lot of people remember me in, as my maiden, in my maiden surname. And then some people now know me um, as Meki. So I am Tafadzwa Mugaza Mbimeki. I am a woman, I am an advocate for mental health, for everything Afrocentric, no, not everything, that's too ambiguous, for Afrocentrism, <laughs> I'm an advocate for Afrocentrism, yes, because there's some African um, essence that I challenge, but yes, I am an advocate for embracing um, positive Africanism, and um, I love the environment, I love people. I'm a fixer. I'm a joker. I'm a mom um, and a wife. I say that and I cringe because it's it's like a, it's a title. It's an achievement. And Dirimukadzi, Waningi, I'm married. No, no, but I'm just saying that for the record. I'm a mom to two beautiful daughters and I'm a wife. And um, you want me to go on to South Africa? You can run with it. Just tell us, you know, what you Who is Tafadzwa? And if Salt Africa is Tafadzwa, then tell us about Salt Africa. Thank you. Um, I am the founder of Salt Africa, which is an, a mental health organization that focuses on embracing Afrocentric solutions to Afrocentric mental health issues. So primarily, this is concentrated on finding solution, mental health-related solutions to the continent, for the continent, by the continent, um, and ensuring that the world embraces who we are as Africa positively and um, in cascading mental health solutions, um, starting from the grassroots levels and beyond. Okay. You know, I feel like you've literally gone to where I wanted to go to because I wanted to start getting into South Africa because, you know, this has been a baby that I've personally watched growing up. And, mm. you know, it was one of those, when I first saw the, the South Africa Instagram page, all I saw was Africa and salt. And I was like, what, 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 how did she come up with salt Africa? And, you know, where is this going? Because I think at the beginning you used to put up, um, it would be pictures and then you would have a description of what was actually going on. So, mm -hmm. you know, this, this, this baby of yours, how did you get into it? You know, what, what made you think, okay, let's 
focus on mental health. Let's talk about um, that, that journey. How did you get there? Well, apart from having studied um, psychology, and I did study sociology, I did study monitoring and evaluation, and, 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 um, it's actually not just through the study. It's actually through lived experiences. And I know when I say lived experiences, everybody's listening to, she's been checked into a psychiatric hospital or she's taking meds. Um, If I was, I wouldn't be ashamed to say I am. Or if I had been checked into a psychiatric hospital or for psych, checked into anywhere for um, psychiatric issues, I would be openly talking about it because that's what I advocate for. Um, That is openness with regards to mental illness. Um, But it's also lived experience through watching things. I watched um, my mom go through. I'm watching my dad go through that. I've watched um, the Chijarupata go through, which is is the first time this has actually gone out. My siblings are going to kill me. But that's uh, one word for our uh, our abbreviations as the five of us. This is my siblings and I. Um, watching what people close to me have gone through or are going through um, and what my personal experience as a cushion, as a springboard, as a wall receiving and as an outlet of my experiences and just generally being fed up with the fact that why are all solutions coming from outside yet I am suffering from within? Are you telling me that there is nothing good or there is nothing positive that can come out from the place I am, which is Zim, Mm -hmm. Africa? Um, And also just quizzing. um, I tend to daydream a lot when I'm in class because sometimes classes are quite long and boring. So I daydream and I question things that are being taught. Um, like, okay, according to so-and-so, so-and-so did this experiment. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's because it was documented. And is it a a supremacist um, ideology that because it comes from so-and-so and and it didn't come from a person called Tafadzwa, who people, some people cannot uh, pronounce, which a name that some people cannot pronounce, but also... um, just because we're Africans, it doesn't mean that we don't have solutions to our own problems. And um, given research that has been ongoing since um, Sold Africa became a fully fledged um, organization in 2019, um, I must say it's actually quite interesting and it's very simplistic um, how a lot of our African practices have just eroded because they're not cool or they're done by a person called Tatenda and nothing Mm. fancy about that name (laughs) but if it was done by somebody with a name who we can't even pronounce correctly we want to study it and we want to put it in in our assignments and our exams according to so-and-so so I think to say the least it is a bit pathetic that we're only seeing more of this work coming up now and we haven't Mm. quizzed the system earlier on because I believe that 
if something is not working, yet it has been in existence for the longest time, we need to start questioning other alternatives. And if it doesn't work, so be it. But the bottom line is we've tried. And it might work for some, it might not work for others. So I think, yeah, pretty much that's 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 where Salt Africa came from. And then um, a lot of times I'm asked, is it salt as in salt salt or is it salt as is it an abbreviation? Salt is an abbreviation for someone always listens to you, to you being one word. Um, uh-huh. Also to salty. And um, you'll understand why we didn't put it as salty because when we have finished with our group sessions or in the communities, we say, go and be salt in the next person's life. Be the salt in your life. And that way you can go and be salt in another person's life. Because we look at the uses of salt in the home. We are really big. That's why I said at the beginning, we're big on cascading mental health information and awareness from the household, which is the grassroots level. Because if you're not taught um, about mental health, if you don't have open mental health discussions in the home, if it's taught in school, it becomes an academic practice. It's not something that should be ingrained or something you, you, you can adopt and adapt to. So we then say salt has many uses in the home, medicinal, um, cleansing, um, cleansing of wounds. Um, it's, it's used for flavoring. Um, it's, it's used for what mental health is termed to be in the home, gozi or evil spirits. It's, it's associated with this dark world. So salt is actually oh. used for whatever it is, salt, if they're evil spirits, as in sprinkle salt, mm, mm. ward of um, evil spirits. So salt is, is interchangeable. And then also when we go out to the village um, and we're talking to our gogos there, we, when we say salt, we don't want to leave them confused as we're talking about mental health issues. It's then inter, um, translated to shona, and we call it munyu. Mukukurukura unowana nyewe nuto ye upenyu, which is salt. Someone always listens to you. It's just talk therapy. Um, and Africa, because of all the things that I've alluded to earlier. Okay. You know, when I listen to this story, um, you know, I've had like, you know, so as you were talking, I had so many questions, but then as you were going along, you were answering them. But um, I did want to tap into something that you, you spoke about, about how um, mental health is really not discussed at familial level. It's usually, well, now because we are part of the work generation, you know, you have it being discussed on social media, you have it being discussed in academia, because obviously, like, if you look at the um, American model, there are a lot of um, teen suicides, a lot of teen shootings. So it's obviously discussed at schools. Um, But in the African context, more specifically in the Zimbabwean context, um, do you think that we are now, you know, are we doing more? Are we doing enough for, you know, this conversation? Is this conversation you know, gaining ground 
or is there something more that we're supposed to do in order for us to get to where we are supposed to be in terms of mental health? Well, I take a huge side because we are far from doing enough. Like it, it, it's like a, a drop in an ocean. That's what we're doing. And I'm not even talking about Africa. I'm talking about Zimbabwe. Um, there are two known registered organizations that deal with um, Afrocentric solutions to mental health. And I talk about these two because I believe in what they are pushing. An example I like to give is of um, HIV and AIDS. When we started hearing of HIV and AIDS, it was taboo. And, you know, you'd actually get into trouble for just randomly talking about it because it's like if you say, oh, look, um, an AIDS chart, it's like you'll catch it or you've said something vulgar, if I can call it that. But only when information started coming out um, and I will come back to the chart and, and poster part of things, but when information started coming out, it became clearer. Oh, okay. AIDS is an abbreviation. HIV is an, an abbreviation. AIDS and HIV are not the same thing. And if you remember, we started from horrible words like mukondombera, mujeji, um, Shuramatongo, like the words were just, would you want to say, mm -hmm. no, I'm suffering from Shuramatongo. Like you, you can't even mm. say it. So mm. you look at mental health, Anopenga, Ibenz, Anumanyaban, Wayadzakadambuka, like there's, there's nothing gentle. So this is why now it's cool to say, oh, I have a mental health issue because mental health sounds lighter. But we need to look for words that are in our local languages that simplify what mental health is. We haven't even started talking about the illness aspect of it, but just mental health. Chi chinun's mental health. What is it? And awareness is so critical. Before we start talking, because at South Africa, we've been questioned a lot of times, oh, hi. Um, so do you deal with depression? Um, what exactly do you deal with? We deal with mental health. But you can't exactly deal with mental health because it's broad. Yes, it's broad. What do you know about it? Um, well, I know, okay, good. But that's not enough. Because you'll find a lot of people who think mental health means the illness or um, the understanding of what depression is is not even what depression is. Because it's a clinical aspect. There's a clinical aspect of it. It's not just something you can wake up and say, I'm depressed. From where? What have you seen that has brought you to a point of saying, I am depressed? So honestly, I, I don't think we're doing enough. Collaboration amongst organizations is needed. Policy level, at ministerial level, I believe there is more. Yes, there is work being done, but there is way more that can be done. And I cannot overemphasize collaboration. There is need to bring in advocates, um, even psychology graduates, 
um, registered psychologists, organizations, primarily in mental health. And then we see how best to map a way forward because we need to just look at the awareness aspect, awareness in the church, awareness in, in the workplace, awareness in schools, tertiary, primary, awareness in the homes, in communities, because we can't just blanket it all. It's different. But most importantly, it has to start at home in the family. So there's, there's tons of work to be done, tons. Yeah, that, 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 that does sound like there is a gap. I know that in law, we call it a lacuna, and I find that word so strange. But yes, it is a lack. So we, we do understand that you, you use all these fancy Latin these terms, fancy but it's okay. words. Obviously, it's a lacuna. But then, you know, a um, a, yeah, I mean, I found it very interesting when I heard that word. I was like, so now whenever I talk about a void, I'm like, it's a lacuna, guys. That's what it is. Lacuna. Um, They're not void. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. Um, but you know, when, when you, when you're speaking about this, you know, I have obviously dealt with, you know, personally, my own mental health issues, um, from 2017, thereabout. Um, and the way, you know, what you're talking about, about how there really is this gap where there is no awareness in most spaces. It's not practice. You know, mental health is not discussed in the church. It is not discussed in the workplace. It is not discussed in schools. And these are the three places that most people spend most of their time. I mean, we can talk about people talking about it at home. But then if, let's say, the conversation is not carried forward, if, you know, in our household, let's say I am a member of the Mugazambi Meki household, we discuss mental health. But then as soon as I step out and I go to work, you know, it's something which people laugh at or people, you know, shun. Mm. You know, it's, it's almost as if the work that has been done in the home has been eradicated by what is occurring outside. So, you know, I, I totally agree with you when you say that we really really are lacking at the moment in there is creating those there you go <laughs> see you got it you you got it um so because of that you know we we need to we need to do more and there was something that you did say and i'm pretty sure our viewers and our audience would like to know um what is the difference between mental health and mental illness because you know those two terms are just used interchangeably the way that you were saying that someone says that oh my gosh i have a mental health you know issue mm -hmm. what is the difference because someone will go off and you know just puzzle that 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 word out and just say you know that that's what's going on you know yeah. what is the difference okay so mental health is the umbrella um, it's like, let me put it this way. You have a brain that is mental health, like your head, mental health. Mm -hmm. And then yes. you have sad, happy. That is sad, representing mental illness, happy, mental wellness or mental well-being. So it's the absence of the illness that makes us mm -hmm. talk about well-being. 
but it all feeds into and out of the brain. Um, again, you find, um, I think in the um, development world, um, you apply for a grant and you're told to specify. Um, you can't say you're dealing with humans. You have to deal with either children or, or women or men or girls or boys. Look, mental health issues affect anything with a brain with feelings. You look at a human being, every single human being has, a, every single adult human being has a 70% chance of having a mentally, a clinically diagnosed mental illness. So what then we term as illness, um, in psychology, we say it's, it's um, there's a clinical Diagnostic Statistic Manual, which um, then branches off everything um, and classifies because the illnesses are classified. I hate going technical when I'm having mental health um, discussions because I don't want to bore anyone and then I don't want to complicate things. But this is just in brief, it's classified. So that's why I said you can't just say I am depressed because you're not qualified enough to give yourself that diagnosis. It's probably not depression. Probably it's, it's anxiety. Or you're actually suffering from a post-traumatic stress disorder. It's not depression. So why we say it's then classified, um, there have to be a group of symptoms that show that, okay, so if someone says for the past, and it has to be at least 14 days, which is about two weeks plus, you can't say I'm depressed after two days. It's, it's still sadness or you are upset about something. But if these persist, then we say it's depression. And this is clinical. Um, but also at the same time, it brings me back to what I said in the beginning. Who determines my level of sadness? Who determines how this sadness is the same in Europe or the same in Africa or the same in Asia? Hmm. Obviously, now I can't argue with that because we don't have stats that clearly show that, look, there is a lacuna. It's different um, from Europe. It's different from Africa. It's different from Asia. Like we can't use the same DSM. We call it the DSM. We can't use the same manual world over. It has to be tweaked somewhere because you might then find that the rate of suicide after presenting a group of symptoms in Europe is different from here. Probably somebody just spends one day with a certain um, group of symptoms, the same to the two-week ones, and they commit suicide. Oh. So we need to start questioning things like that. Should we not assist somebody because um, clinically they are not yet depressed? But I, I am telling you what is there so that you understand why it's an illness, why it's termed an illness, why it's termed um, well-being. 
So mental health should not scare people because the fact that you have a brain, if I was to ask you from the moment that you woke up until now, what thoughts have been on your mind? You've probably thought about some bill or something to do with your relationship, or if you had a power cut in the morning, or if your parents aren't feeling well, or if your sibling is unwell, or if, if whatever it is. So as a human being, we are wired to worry. Mm. How we deal with the worry is how we differ with regards to coping. So that's the illness and and the wellness element of things, and which is why you then come up with coping mechanisms and how to deal with mental health issues that may trigger mental illness mm. and how to embrace and maintain mental health issues that may assist you with mental well-being. So I've I hope I, I didn't lose myself in translation there. No, no, perfectly clear, perfectly clear. I'm pretty sure that anyone who is tuning in will understand what you were talking about, but people may have questions. And uh -huh. um, I like the model that Salt Africa uses because from what I have um, seen and from what I have understood, you your organization sort of explains um you know mental illness or mental health you see i i also interchange it and say mental health issues but then you know mm -hmm. mental illness um and mental well-being in in very sort of relatable content and when i say relatable content tafadzwa has this um split persona called my polite guys now, if anyone follows her, her handle is you, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. We all know my polite. If you follow Tefata on Instagram, she has this split personality called my polite. Now, my polite is your typical woman who, see, in my, this is how I'm going to explain her in my head. She's typically this woman. That's my polite. But pulling socks from sorrow. Let's never forget the Zim standard. And she goes and you know, she she she's that she's a typical Zimbabwean woman. And you know, she'll be speaking to her husband about whatever it is that's going on. But there's a message behind it. So can you just, uh, where did my polite come from? How did you get to my polite? You know, where can we meet her? You know, we are fans of her work. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, okay. Um, my polite has sort of always been there, but you would actually be surprised. Tabaz is actually a very shy person. I am super, yes, I am super shy. Like, y'all can't see shy. me, but I am trying to roll my eyes like back into my head. Back into my head. Back. Okay, so um, apart from mental health and environment and pushing culture and 
Afrocentrism, positive Afrocentrism. Um, what I love to do is acting. Acting is an outlet for me. And I would like to say, not my talent, but my attributes and my abilities in acting were identified as way back as junior school because I would get lead roles in, in plays. And I used to love it. Um, growing up with an African mom, yes, I'm going to put it this way, though people may say, no, you're putting African moms in, in a negative perspective. But let's face it, these are the moms we grew up with. Our moms would not say, oh, you look sad. Come here, let me talk to you. What is it? What? Like, which, which African mother has time to sit you down and, and say, okay, so what is it? So I would find um, my, my mom or my go-to place. Look, my mom wasn't a monster. It's just who they, it's, it's a mom software that is installed in our moms. Um, mm. So I, I would find time in my bedroom playing with my dolls or role-playing and I actually adopted this as I grew up, which is something I'm still researching on, but I think I've already started talking about it, where I encourage people to speak with their mind. A lot of people say it's signs of madness, but it's actually not. I can mm. speak to myself. I can sit Tafazu's brain down and be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be sad. I'm supposed to be having an interview at nine. We can we leave that and okay chi chi what what is wrong and then my mind is like no but look, um sha we 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 haven't finished this assignment and we didn't send that in yeah but we can't talk about it now i need to you know let's okay let's mm. make a deal do this nine to ten and when we're done before i stand up to go bath yes i have bath i think um or to go <laughs> prepare a meal um, we will do at least one or two of those things because you know I have I have to leave the house at eleven. I have school, so I sit my brain down and I talk to my mind. It keeps me sane. I, okay, I obviously don't be I'm, I'm not loud about it, but I I passively talk to myself and calm mm. myself down. So I encourage people to practice that before you get into that stage where you feel like you're losing it because it, it's a buildup. You can feel it. For those that get migraines, you know the buildup I'm talking about. You can feel that, okay, mm. this is not just a headache. I'm going to get a migraine. I need my meds. So my polite, mm. um, my polite, the adult my polite, this was me growing up and how I sort of embraced to become my polite. Um... I'm stuck in traffic. I spend a lot of time in the car, like too much time. The car is my office. I move from point A to B in between meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm stuck in traffic. I'm in the car. It's hot. My aircon is not working, by the way. It's hot. I can't be opening windows all the time because sometimes the noise is just too much. And I also use the car as a place where I can think. So... I'm stuck in traffic and I just want to keep myself happy. And boom, my polite comes into play and she's like, okay, what are we talking about? And the one thing I love about my polite is how she embraces her Karanga accent. I could do uh -huh. it's deep, hardcore, deep. Uh -huh. and I can uh -huh. 
I grew up out in the Lowveld and I was out on the sugarcane estates and we grew up close to a kombon. Uh, that's a compound um, where the workers would stay. So um, I would listen to, my mom would always make us, if you want to buy something, you've got a lot of produce from the garden or from the, the crawl because we grew up with cattle, get milk, go and sell in the compound. Get tomatoes, go and sell in the compound. So, you know, these are random conversations. And you'd be like, oh, we'll talk to each other like this. But you'd find them laughing. And mm. for them, like, if your wife does not speak to you like this or doesn't question you like this, because, you know, I'll give an example of this one time that really stuck with me even now as a full-grown woman. Um, there was a woman who took um, a cup of milk because we used to sell sour milk in cups. There was a woman who oh. took a cup of milk and a cup of sour milk and she didn't pay for it. And she wanted to pay, she wanted to take another cup. So the husband comes in and he's wearing, you know, you should see them when they're coming from the cane fields. They look really tired and worn out mm, and mm. filthy, like they look black. You'd think they're all yeah. dark like that, but it's because of the cane. And so when the husband get, gets to where we were with our bucket of milk, she says, and there's no hello there's no welcome back home there's no let me carry the heavy stuff no like you didn't pay for the milk and you know they bring sour milk every wednesday and you didn't pay for it mm. and we again like i've cooked the scissors the scissors on on the fire and you didn't pay for the milk so what are we going to eat and like oh, but, uh, sorry we are here and it was just an argument. She's like, So, you know, even the, the way she speaks, the way this woman spoke, it was like, mm. wow, I ain't never seen my mom talking to my dad like that. Exactly. But it's like, exactly. we can do this. So it's also saying that we shouldn't then come out and say it's wrong for a woman to speak to a husband like that because they were mm. actually understanding each other. They didn't fight. It was a heated mm. argument, but we did get our money for the two cups. The milk was mm -hmm. bought and we moved along. And then they continued. They sat down and he started taking off his work suit. And so this is where my polite comes from. Um, childhood um, observations that I made out in the Lowveld. And my Karanga people are very interesting with their very deep accents. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my polite for you. Mm. You know, honestly, I'm a fan, personally, <laughs> so this is one of those where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, the, you know our, our language is being, you know, it's being showcased, and we love our language yeah, being showcased. Yeah. This is just us, you know, it's, it's very rare to get a whole Karanga person speaking in that way we are like, mm-hmm, you know where you just exactly where yeah. you come from so you know so you see it's 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 i think it's 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 absolutely absolutely i, I don't mean i'm trying to find an adjective i'm not gonna find an adjective that's i'm gonna stop thinking about it but you know what i'm a fan of my polite and i'm a fan of how I will you are know. please let her know i she can mm. sign anything Whatever, I'm, <laughs> I'm present for that. I'm definitely present for that. Um, well, but you know, let me just add that mm -hmm. um, it's also bringing, I've seen the power of comedy 
Um, I have a very good friend of mine, in fact, a couple, so I won't mention his name, a couple of comedians who I'm quite close to. And I love how they bring out um, heavy issues in a humorous way, which makes the issues lighter. So this is also mm. what My Polite is trying to do, where she's bringing out issues and we actually don't see them as issues. We see the humor in it. And if we were to adopt that and try to solve whatever situations we're in, in a humorous way, it makes the burden lighter, which again, protects your mental health. See, we all win. We really <laughs> all win, guys. Do you see how we are winning either way? Um, yeah. We're just about to wrap up. Don't worry. Um, I just wanted to find out, and I'm sure everyone else is now curious because now everyone's like, okay, Salt Africa, okay, my polite, okay. Okay, there's a lot that's going on. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, okay. With my polite, she I think she's just going. I've been asked to put my polite on TikTok, but well, look at it at, at my age, it's a TikTok, sorry, but it's it's too much work. Way too much work. Um, but like look, you can find my polite on at T A F Y O three three. And O three three, for those that have been asking. It actually is um, our area code for yeah. Triangle. Yes. yes. That are three yes. girls. I'm is that a babe. Hey. <laughs> hey. She like a sugar. Yes, we're sugar babe. Yeah. Just, just sugar, so sugar, girl. sugar babe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you can find my polite. And my polite um, is going to, she's going to start posting with Jira Wednesdays. Um, so that's when you'll see my polite, um, like every Wednesday, she will post some content. Um, and, um, for Salt Africa, we have our Twitter. Our Twitter is at Salt Africa 263. Um, and then our Instagram is at Salt Africa 263. Our Facebook is Salt Africa, Salt in, in capital, Salt Africa 263. And there's a space between Salt and Africa. And our YouTube is Sold Africa. And need I say that it's quite heartbreaking that we don't have enough followers or enough interaction on our YouTube page. Um, because what we've done, even during COVID-19 COVID back then, um, we are still during COVID, but when COVID was... COVID. We all know what yeah. that means. And um, lockdown, we actually had some series there um, where we'd show people what was going on and hoping that other organizations who are bigger than us and who are interested in those issues would then follow up on the issues that were happening. We did even live interviews um, before lockdown and some during lockdown where we could, where we were allowed to work, and even content that helps simplify mental health confusion. But I think we have like 56 followers, but you will find that subscribers, yes, that's what they call on YouTube, subscribers. But you will find that in other instances where there's fun content, 
I say fun because mm. it's like your tabloid news. You've mm. got over a thousand followers, which is okay. But all I'm saying here is not just for South Africa, even for the Ovum, um, they're very interesting issues that they bring into play. Let's start being more aware. Sorry, is this is this the, the part where I'm supposed to be giving a parting shot? Because I always do this. Like, um, can no, I should I should your parting shot has no your parting shot has not yet arrived. So continue with okay, your so, speech, ma'am. All right. Um, so um all I'm saying is let's let's be more aware of the content that we are taking in. Um, why are you on social media? Is it causing sadness? Like after watching stories on on highlights or stories on Instagram, how do you feel after that? Do you need to unfollow certain people? Do you need to avoid certain content because it's a trigger for you? And simple things like watching on Marilyn's story that she traveled last week and she's traveling again today and she has a new this and a new that might be a trigger for you because you can't afford it. Unless you're going there to just get inspired and be like, oh, one day I want to travel like Marilyn, that is okay. But let's just be aware of what we are taking in. Let's also be aware of what triggers us on social mm. media. I'm saying this now because we, we just spoke about these uh, social media handles. You're not obliged to follow pages or people that trigger you content that mm. triggers you be entertained so be it be educated be aware but most of all protect your mental sanity okay mm. ask me the next week before i start going on and on and on no the people need to hear this do you not understand this these are important yeah. life lessons guys see because yeah. you're my big sister, you're now the audience's big sister. So you're speaking to them <laughs> like a big sister. So, you know, get into it. But if yeah. you're done, that's yeah. fine. That's, that's, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, great. Big yeah. sister is done. So big sister, what are your parting words? Now you will your parting words. Drum roll, please. Um, okay. My parting words. <clears throat> thank you. Oh, so this is this is what I'm supposed to say. Well, I really want to thank you, everybody, for for having listened yeah. to me. And you know, you're also very important. Look, I'm not going to be that person. Anywho, I'm waiting to be thanked. Um, I'm waiting to be thanked here. <laughs> this woman's not thanking me, guys. What is? She's not thanking me. I don't even right. know <laughs> what to even do at this point. Mm -hmm. Look, but this this always happens when we meet. Um, mm -hmm. regardless whatever the circumstance it's always um like we're rushing somewhere but we spend at least 15 minutes just going on and on and mm -hmm. on and on okay. parting yes. shot that, that, <clears throat> yeah um what i just want to say to the viewers the listeners is it's okay not to be okay. And I'm not just saying this in cliche because it's now fancy mm. to say mental health matters. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> I'm saying it in fairness. Yeah, I say that rolling my eyes because I see it on so many posts and I'm like, do you mean it? It is mm -hmm. okay not to be okay. Um, I think I'll post it on the Salt Africa Instagram. It's funny, I uh -huh. did it this morning 
um, where I was saying a day in the life of a human, the things you have to face or deal with when you wake up, it's a lot. But look, in whatever way you are, wherever you are, whoever you are, color, creed, race, religion, whatever you are doing, you are doing just fine. You want to do better. You want to be a better person. You want to get better. It's okay. It will happen. Work towards it. Don't put yourself under pressure. You have enough pressure. Being a human being is enough pressure on its own. You are okay the way you are. If there is something about you, change it in your own way, in your own time, when you are ready, not because Tafadwa has said change to become the better and best version of you. You are fine the way you are. They say life is a journey. Probably you are at the two um, two kilometer peg and that's what Mm. your journey has been destined to be. At your two kilometer peg, this is what you're going to face. But hey, keep on going. Your journey cannot be two kilometers. Look, we're like a hundred kilometers ahead or there are people who are lagging behind you. You are fine. Just stick to your lane. Do what you can. Be the best version of you. Don't let social media tell you what to do or who you are or who you're meant to be. Don't let someone's success determine your success. Be the best version of you and work on improving you. Set your goals out and you will achieve them in your way. Like what I've done with South Africa, I have so many boulders being thrown my way because Mm. it's unconventional and who is she? Like there's so many people who have gone before me, but it's okay. Mm. If this is a huge mistake, I will learn from it. The most important thing in life is saying, I tried. It didn't work. Okay, on to the next one. Huh, okay, I did that? Wow. And also, learn to appreciate those that are positive in your life and are around you. Use those people. Keyword is positive. People that are good for you. Not even materially. And remember, someone always listens to you not not um the who's who because she's famous or he's famous there are people that will listen to you that you may think are nobodies around you but they will give you an ear maybe not a solution but a problem shared is a problem half solved And also thank you to the Ovum and the wonderful work that you are doing. I am a very proud big sister. And also just because I know you guys are three, right? We're four. Okay, so I I must have missed the fourth person, but I know three out of the four. Personally. Personally. So I'm I'm very proud of you. I am I'm so proud. And also, as humans, let's learn to celebrate each other. Let's learn to clap hands for other people. I mean, it it actually hurts to beat your chest. So clap hands for other people and see what goodness comes out of that. 
before I preach, I will take my leave. <laughs> Thank you so much to the force that is my big sister, Tefazom Gazambi Meki. Thank you so much for coming onto this episode. Um, this has been my, I will call it my dream come true. You've been speaking about this for months. And we found it in Mental Health Awareness Month. So well done to us. We've done very well for ourselves. But thank you so much for coming on to our episode. Thank you so much for the gems that you dropped. Um, we're going to drop her handles in the comment section on Instagram. Please follow her and please follow my girl, my polite okay. guys. She is, she really is the one. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys next time.